It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, And if you were at the Garden, boy, I want to hear from you. 800-919-3776. Whoa. Man. How much, uh, by the way, we've got uh, Joe and Tom who are producing the show this morning. Gentlemen, good morning, good morning. How much, how much would you have paid for a ticket uh, to, uh, to the Garden to watch that FAU Kansas State game last night? $100, somewhere in that range. I, I would agree with Joe. It was like knowing if I knew who was going in there ahead of time, I probably would have been like, no, maybe like 50 bucks, just knowing who it is because obviously you would want to see the one or the two. But with how that game went down, yeah, I would pay well. I'd pay over a hundred bucks for that. Yeah, I'd probably play. I'm, I'm thinking five hundred. I'd play five hundred dollars no, for that ticket. Absolutely not. <laughs> not five hundred dollars. No. no. L- listen, uh, this is an FAU team, a nine seed that has not been to the Final Four since, like, I want to say, if I read correctly, 2016, 2016, something like that. This if is one of the, the winningest. F- if it was the final. If it was the NCAA final at the Garden and it was FAU Kansas, maybe I'd agree with you. But for the the Elite Eight matchup, not not five hundred beans. Not I'm I just not, I just agree. listen. We're we're see, we're we're seeing history right before our very eyes. By the way, this hoops update brought to you by the new Jack Daniels and Coca Cola. Uh, Jack Daniels and Coca Cola is here. Born for what's next. Born for a bolder taste. Jack Daniels and Coca Cola. Born for this. Make sure you enjoy responsibly. Um, again, Anita Marks with you on this. We'd like to call it a Sunday fun day. Uh, Tom and Joe along for the ride as well. And uh, I do believe we put together a good show for you. Tobin Anderson. Last time he was on the show, he was the head coach of Fairleigh Dickinson. Getting ready to take his crew to the big dance. They had that play-in game. Wasn't sure how well they were going to do. Boy, did they surprise, right? Taking down the number one overall seed in their East region, Purdue, and then unfortunately met their match against FAU, who now has run the gambit here in the East and are representing the East in the Final Four in Houston next Saturday. So excited to get Coach Anderson on. He's going to be joining us at 10 a.m. in a little less than an hour. So that's pretty cool. Moke Hamilton, as always, it's NBA season, so love to have Moke on. Moke's going to be joining us around 10.30. Let's talk some NBA. Let's talk about some Knicks. They had the weekend off. Isn't that nice? Having the weekend off. Um, but they're getting Must back. Nice. And I think so. It's a, it's, a, it's a long, grueling season. I think this is like, I, I look at this as like the bye weekend. Right? The bye weekend for the Knicks. Uh, getting ready for the remaining games still left on their schedule. I want to say there's nine. And uh, two, two, two crucial matchups. One, one against Miami, the other one. Uh, in Cleveland uh, against the Cavs, uh, they're five games back. Actually, uh, Cavs did the Cavs win? They're are, are they are they still five? Yeah, um, yes, they're still five games back uh, to the to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland uh, they've won three straight, and so um, 
I, I, I don't anticipate them catching the Cavs. I think the Cavs will end up with the fourth seed. Uh, the Knicks, I do believe, will end up with the fifth. They're trying to elude uh, what's going on with the Nets and the Heat. The Heat lost. Hey, big shout out to the Nets. The Nets beat the Heat last night. So now the Heat were one game, I shouldn't say that, a half a game back to the Knicks, or one and a half games back to the Knicks. And um, and so I, and I think this is the way that it's going to roll with the Nets and the Heat going back and forth, uh, being on the outside looking in, being on the inside looking out um, through the remainder of the regular season. We'll see what happens. I'm pretty confident that the Knicks are going to remain in the five seed, which, by the way, Tom, we had uh, Jimmy Patsos, former head coach of Siena, Marist, uh, was a part of the uh, Gary Williams crew at Maryland when they were kicking butt and taking names. He was on the show yesterday. Get this. He said that he feels the Knicks have a better matchup sitting in the sixth seed going up against the 76ers than they do the Cleveland Cavaliers. Does that surprise you at all or no? Me? Because n- <sighs> it surprises it, me. If the Knicks are playing well and everything is clicking then I would say you can make that argument, but I would be a little bit surprised by that response if I heard it immediately because I would naturally think that the Cavs and Knicks would be the better matchup for the Knicks. But, I mean, you can make the argument for the 76ers, but everything just has to be clicking right. And with the Knicks right now, that's not the case. They lost last night 125-105 to to a Suns team still without KD. So there's that. Um, But I was kind of, it took me back for a second. Jimmy Patso's assessment, and he's part of the Washington Wizards broadcast team. So, as you know, I, I always like to have Jimmy on when we talk college hoops uh, because he's a former head coach and really knows this game and, and is quite friendly with a, a number of coaches in and around uh, the NCAA. Um, and um, but he knows his NBA as well. So very interesting. I thought that was interesting analysis and an interesting take that he feels that the Knicks have a better first-round matchup going up against the 76ers than the Cavs in the postseason. Mm. Uh, Back to NCAA action. Not sure about you. I fell asleep last night watching the UConn-Gonzaga game and hear all the hype, all the excitement. Thought for sure that this was going to be like the game of the night, the game of the weekend. And not the case. Uh, UConn just just dominated, eighty-two to fifty-four, went up to a twenty-three-point lead uh, in the third quarter. Uh, Dan Hurley got these guys uh, just playing exceptional basketball. Uh, Timmy fouled out. Uh, Gonzaga only shot thirty-three percent from the field. They were shooting over fifty throughout the tournament. They were two two of twenty from behind the arc. Uh, but this UConn team. In their history, 8-1 and one in the Final Four, so watch out. So now we know two of the Final Four, FAU and UConn, and we've got some good basketball happening later on today. Do we not? Yes, we do. Creighton going up against San Diego State. Tip-off is at 220. Creighton is favored by 1.5, 2 in some places. The over-under is 133.5. And then later on today, uh, late afternoon, early evening, 5 o'clock, University of Miami, baby, the Canes! Uh, going up against Texas, and uh, Texas is favored by four, and the over/under here is one forty-nine and a half, one fifty in some places. So you know me, um, I'll, ha- I'll have some picks and plays for you as well. Excited to get Tobin Anderson, head coach of now Iona, musical chairs, right? Patino moves on. Coach Tobin, Coach Anderson, he moves up. 
and now he's heading to Iona. So excited to get uh, Coach Anderson on the program again at 10 a.m. this morning. So we'll talk a lot of college basketball, getting you ready for uh, for this afternoon's games and, uh, and looking bigger picture here in regards to the Final Four as well as uh, who potentially could win this whole damn thing. Uh, Mo Campbellton again joining us to talk some NBA. The Knicks uh, have a bye weekend, but back in action tomorrow against Houston. So what are the expectations there? Uh, where it, it's, it's interesting. I, I think where the Knicks sit right now, they can use, if, if they still at some point in time, if they've got a two, three game lead on who's ever sitting at the six, right? I think they could sit back and, and potentially lo- use the last few games of the regular season as load management, getting ready for the postseason. I think that's a realistic possibility. Because let's be honest, uh, the Cavs, out of reach, in my opinion, right? But do they want the sixth seed? You know, another thing that, uh, that Jimmy Patsos mentioned, and he's right, Tibbs, extremely competitive. No way is he going to uh, allow his team and these guys to tank uh, to get the sixth seed, even if they do feel that the 76ers are a better matchup than the Cavs in the first round. Very interesting. Uh, David Sampson is is going to be joining us as well, uh, former executive president of the Marlins, uh, now uh, just analyst across the board, really opinionated, fun to listen to. So I thought it'd be great to get him on. He's going to be joining us at 11 o'clock, talking some Major League Baseballs. We got some disappointing news. Yankee fans got some disappointing news yesterday. Severino on the IL, right lat strain. So last season, he had this injury, kept him on the shelf for two months. So, and as we know, other injuries to that pitching rotation. What does this mean for the Yankees? As we know, Garrett Cole will start opening day. Um, Clark Schmidt, apparently, reports are that he will be day two starter. Uh, What's happening with the shortstop position? So uh, excited to get David on. We'll look big picture here. What are his uh, predictions what does he anticipate? How does he feel the American League East will pan out? I like the Toronto Blue Jays. I think they win the division, personally. And, um, and also, we'll, we'll look at the Mets, what's going on with the Mets and the, the, the National League East, which uh, I like Atlanta coming out of that division. But I know uh, majority of people, I'm not breaking news or anything. I think the majority of people like the Braves coming out of that division as well. So we'll talk some Major League Baseball. And we'll take your calls, 800-919-3776. We see them coming in. So uh, so get those fingers ready. 800-919-3776. We'll take your calls. Also, uh, before we do take a break, I, I just want to say, uh, we spent a lot of time yesterday talking about the Jets. A lot of people want to talk about the Jets. And I want to talk about that. You know me. I'm a football gal. It's my wheelhouse, baby. Let's do it, right? Sometimes I get criticized. I need a too much football. Okay. I'll, I'll you know, I'll expand my, my repertoire, right? Um, and but but the majority of calls we get are typically NFL calls and specifically right now in regard to what's going on with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. So very interesting. And, and Tom, you didn't produce the show yesterday. We missed you, by the way. Love working with you on Sundays. Joe was here yesterday with Harvey. And so we're talking about the Jets and I was giving my two cents. And, and I truly believe that Aaron Rodgers is partially to blame for the Jets being in this predicament with the Green Bay Packers. And I said this two weeks ago. I feel the Green Bay Packers hold all the cards. And now the, the Jets have their, you know what, in a, in, a, in, a, in a grip 
and their backs behind the wall because there's no option two here. What's option two for you? You're going to trade for Tannehill? You're going to sign Carson Wentz? You can't trade for, well, you can, but it doesn't make sense. All the moves that you've already made, cap space-wise, Lamar Jackson wants to be paid like Deshaun Watson. That's ridiculous. The Cleveland Browns has really screwed the owners in the NFL. You're going to give up two first-round draft picks for Lamar Jackson, and you're not going to be able to afford him, so that's not an option. And so because of that, the Jets now are, unfortunately, I think are going to have to give up that number one overall pick. Or they just traded Elijah Moore. They got another number two. Do they wheel and deal? Do they, they get another first-round draft pick? Do they get back into the first round where they feel that they're in a position where they can get a solid offensive lineman and then offer up that number 13 to, um, to the, uh, the Green Bay Packers? Who knows, right? Like, I'm sure there's a lot of scheming going on right now, trying to figure this whole damn thing out. But the Green Bay Packers are standing tight. Because they know that the Jets do not have a good second option. My analysis in that isn't that I hate the Jets. So, so we, we were talking about this yesterday. And wait, I'll even go one step further. I brought up the fact that the over-under win total out there right now for the Jets is 9.5. And, and even with Harvey and Joe, they're saying, no, I wouldn't play it. I wouldn't play the over. I'm saying, yes, I'd, I'd play the over. Especially Alan Lazard came out. I want to say he was on Rich Eisen's podcast. And he said that he's uber-confident that Aaron Rodgers is going to end up here. That the only reason that he signed with the Jets is because uh, he knows that Aaron Rodgers is going to come here. Okay? So with that being said... I didn't say that I wouldn't take the over. I agree with you. If you get Rodgers, that's a move that... But here, but here's my but point, Harvey, Joe. That it, once, yes. once, here's, but, but here's my point, Joe. Once the news breaks that the Jets have landed Aaron Rodgers, that line is going to jump to 10, 10 and a half. So my point is, jump on it right now. If you have faith that the Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers, jump on this line right now because the minute the news breaks that, oh, deal's done, Aaron's coming to New York, that line's going to jump up to 10, 10 and a half. That was my point. I'd argue also with the line to make the playoffs too. Because I think that's at like plus, plus 230 or something like that. Fair, so. fair, fair. So, but but the, the, point, the point of my story here is, out of you and Harvey, I was probably, I had the most conviction in regard to, to going for the over. Wouldn't you know it, Jets fans, line up my Twitter account, and, and Anita hates the Jets. I don't hate the Jets just because my analysis is that the Jets don't have a second option and they are not in the driver's seat because of the predicament of option two is Few and far between doesn't mean I hate the Jets. And I want Jet fans to call, stop hitting me up on Twitter. Call the show. Let's have a discussion. 800-919-3776. Actually, I like when you hit me up on Twitter. I don't Come at me. I don't care. It's, that's not the point. My point is call the show. Let's have an adult discussion. That's what I'm asking for, Jets fans. All you out there who hit me up, oh, Anita sucks. She hates the Jets. I hate listening to her. This is the station for the Jets. Why is she on it? Call the show. Let's have a discussion. 800-919-3776. Spike, Jose, Mitch, I see you guys will be first up. Quick break. We're back. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday Funday here on 90.7 ESPN.
You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Uh, the, uh, the Knicks, they've lost three straight. Um, home against the Timberwolves and then at Miami, at the Magic. Um, they had the weekend off. They stayed down there in South Florida. I would. Um... Back in action tomorrow against Houston. 7.30 is tip-off uh, right here at the Garden. So that's fun. Uh, need to play better defense, right? Gave up 100, almost 130 points to uh, the Heat, 140 points to the T-Wolves, 111 points to the Magic. So teams averaging last three games, defense giving up an average of about 130 points a game. I understand Brunson's dealing with a hand issue. Mitch Robb is dealing with some kind of knee soreness. Uh, but again, They've had this little mini, like, I'm calling it like a bye weekend, uh, time to get back in action uh, because you've got seven games remaining, uh, two important ones. On Wednesday, the Miami Heat come to town, and on Friday, they are in Cleveland. 800-919-3776. Let's go to your calls. Let's go to Spike. Calling in from St. Pete, like St. Petersburg, Florida, Spike? Yeah, that's where I am. Not far from where you went to school. Um, that's right, University of, of South Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, use one of their facilities, unfortunately, but uh, that's the state of my health now. But anyway, so here we go. Um, I am to basketball, not professional like you, but you are. You're football-centric, I'm basketball-centric. You know, that's our favorites, and that's what we delve into, and we don't talk to me during the season. You know, I know you're smiling. So here, here's what I see with the Nick. I have one, for, real quick, real, one Jets comment. When I listen to the station, it's, it's my want, and Buddha and Ira are the Jets callers in Europe. Others, but they're both sour on it. And this Aaron Rodgers talk, Gordon had a great line yesterday. He says it's a mandatory station function to have to talk about Aaron Rodgers once a day. Man, that's getting old. So let me go to my Knicks. They're broken. Their defensive intensity in the last three games, as you alluded to correctly, is they're not closing out. They're not going over the screens and picks. You played pickup uh, against, uh, I remember you said, uh, the coach of the Heat, Spolstra. So it, it's gone. You and remember here's the a problem. lot, Spike. Yeah, yeah, I do. God bless here's you. The, here's the problem. The Your problem, and, and I, I say this with all due respect. Julius Randle is a terrific basketball player. This is only relative to the 94 by 50. It's precipitous drop-off in his, his production in the last three to four minutes of the game. It's tractable. We all see it. There's nothing much you can do. You can't take him out. 
but he seems almost like a lost soul in the last three or four minutes of the game. Again, casting no aspersions, he looks like a great pop sort of guy. He's a terrific player, but what happens in the last three or four minutes? Look at the great players in every sport. They shine during the, that crunch time. You know that. So what happens Hashtag to him? true athlete. That's what I say. True athlete. So what does he do? What does he do? Pressure is a privilege. Yeah. So listen, we got to win a game. Got to win tomorrow night. It's a must-win game. Uh, Spike, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, again, uh, this is a, a Knicks team. They're sitting at the five. Uh, they've got a, um, do the math, Anita, one and a half game lead over the Nets and uh, two game lead over the Miami Heat who are sitting on at, at seven outside looking in. So there's that. Um, Houston, as we know, uh, seller dweller, pretty much, right? Eight Only 18 wins on the season. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's a must win. I wonder what the line is. I wonder if the line's out right now. I wonder what the line is. Um, how much the, uh, the Heat are favored. Hold on one second. Let's take a look and see if the line is up already. Um, and it is not, hmm, anyway, all right, uh, 800-919-3776, uh, let's go to, uh, let, let's go to Jose in Brooklyn, Brooklyn in the house, Jose, what you got, rep, rep strong, my friend. Good, uh, good, good morning, Anita, uh, love the talk this morning, and by the way, um, shout out to Spike, you know, he, we follow each other on Twitter, he's, a, he's definitely a tremendous fan. Um, I got to go out there and, uh, uh, and also side point on the Jets. Don't worry about the Jet fans trying to get on you. What happens I, is not... you speak truth. You Ho- speak Jose, truth, Jose, man. really quick. Jose, I- I'm not worried. It's not about being worried. I just, you oh, know, okay. like it's, it's not about wor- being worried. I just, you know, I, I find it, I actually find it quite amusing. And, um, and I, and I want, I want them, I want them to call, I want them to call in the show. Cause I, I think it would yeah. be good sports talk radio banter. So, oh, um, but it would, so it would be, and I, I do agree yeah. with you on that one. Cause it's okay. Like, like Spike said, it becomes the Aaron. They like to do it, create positive, you know, optimism that wasn't, so, but back to my next point. Back to my next point. I do think that the better matchup is the Cavaliers. I not. I, I understand what the um, what your uh, the person you said that the Mobley and um, and Jared Allen being very big guys and being a bad matchup problem. But I think that actually lends better to rent for a Julius Randle game because he's able to athletically get to spots where they can't get to to get those rebounds in crunch time moments. So that's kind of why I feel it, where I don't feel that same way with with them facing a monster who I think is going to, you know, first round. Because as much as people bring up it, it usually happens after. Jose, unfortunately, we, we've got to let you go, and I apologize. It's just our, our connection is, is pretty bad, and, and you're in and out. But I kind of I, I got the gist um, of, of what you were trying to communicate. So thank you so much for calling in. Really, really appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Sharik calling in from Staten Island. Sharik, good morning. Hey, how you doing, Anita? It's, it's uh, Sharif, like Omar. Okay. Oh, oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Welcome in. Hi. Um, thank you. Uh, basically, you know, Everybody's talking about, you know, the Knicks giving up so much points on defense, 130 points a game. But, yep. you know, their rotation is so tight. You know, once you spread it out, give guys more minutes on the, that's on the bench, and maybe you have a better, you know, defensive front. 
If you, you're playing the same guys over and over again, they're going to be tired. And obviously they're not taking defense as the, as the most important thing as a team. Yeah, I I hear you. It's just, you know, it's 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 interesting. Uh, and thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it, Sharif. Um, you know, Tibbs is is very particular in regard to his rotation. And I know that's one one of the things that he's most criticized. Right? Um he's just and 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 I I I want to believe, you know, he's just he's trying to find that secret sauce. He's trying to find that secret sauce. So, like I said, uh, seven games remaining. I don't believe this is a Knicks team that's going to catch up to the Cleveland Cavaliers, but I, I do believe they want to stay in the five. Maybe I'm wrong uh, based on my conversation with Jimmy Patsos yesterday, and he feels that the 76ers are a better matchup for Cleveland, uh, for the Knicks, rather than Cleveland. But I think, uh, you know, in, in I think at some point in time, if the Knicks win their next few games, and again, they've got two important ones, one coming up Wednesday against Miami, the other one on Friday at Cleveland, I think they could use, you know, if they're, if they're in a comfortable space where the six can't catch them at the five, then I think they could use the last few games as, as load management to get ready for the postseason. 800-919-3776. Uh, when we get back, Mitch in East Windsor, you will be first up. I know you want to talk about uh, your Chargers uh, as well as NCAA. So hang tight. We'll get to you first. 800-919-3776. And Jets fans, where you at? Where you at? Call in because 10 o'clock, this show, uh, this, the show, I won't say goes off the rails, but um, we've got Coach Tobin Anderson, new head coach of Iona, who's going to be joining us. We got Moke Hamilton talking some more NBA. We got Dave Samson calling in to talk about uh, the Major League Baseball season. Opening day starts on Thursday. We'll take a look ahead to the Yankees and the Mets. So we got, I mean, you know, you're, we, we've got the show ticks up a notch. At 10 a.m. Now's the time for you Jets fans to, to, to call in. Let's talk about the Jets. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, also, last week I shared with you uh, the difference between Aaron Rodgers getting traded pre-June or post-June, and we we had Mike Tannenbaum on the show uh, talking about what that means to their cap space. Huge cap hit this year if they do trade Aaron Rodgers pre-June. Uh, they can break that up into this year and next year, where this year it's only like a 15, I say only, quote-unquote, $15 million cap hit and then a larger portion in 2024. So is there more added motivation for the Jets to trade Aaron Rodgers post-June? There is for them financially, okay? Um, and, and again, if you're just tuning in, I've been saying this for three weeks now. The Jets have leverage. I mean, the, the Green Bay Packers have more leverage. Why? Uh, because in my opinion, again, take it for what it's worth, I feel that Aaron Rodgers is, is partially to blame here by waiting so long to make a decision. And of course, we all, I'm sure, saw the clip with him 
uh, on uh, the Pat McAfee show, 90% leaning towards retirement prior to going into that, that little black hole that he went into, came out and realized, saw what was going on with the Green Bay Packers. I'm sure there was added motivation there and said, okay, I want to play for the Jets. So that 10% then became, I don't know, 100%. How confident, that's another thing, Jets fans. How confident are you that that 10% became 100%? If 90% was leaning towards retirement. That's a big red flag for me if I'm a Jets fan, first and foremost. Now, NFL executives are speaking to a number of outlets and a few quotes. The Jets, quote unquote, have sold their soul for Aaron Rodgers. Um, the NFL executives are communicating that the Jets front office is quote unquote intoxicated in regard to getting Aaron Rodgers. At the end of the day, however you want to phrase it, I just option two does nothing for you. So I think the, uh, my word is desperate because everybody else is gone. If there was an option to, if, if Derek Carr was still hanging around the, the Green Bay Packers wouldn't have this type of leverage. If Jimmy Garoppolo was still hanging around, the Green Bay Packers wouldn't have this type of leverage. But what's out there? Going back to Zach Wilson? Yeah, good luck with that. Carson Wentz? Okay, every locker room that he's been in, guys hate him. Owners hate him. Can't wait for him to go. See ya. Don't let the door hit ya. Trade for Lamar Jackson? No way. Lamar Jackson wants the Deshaun Watson contract. Unrealistic. Jets couldn't even afford it. Ryan Tannehill, former wide receiver, made quarterback. Okay, does nothing for me. You're going to bring, I, I just, so. But I do believe this gets done. It's just what are the Jets going to give up to get it done? Green Bay wants that number one overall. Jets don't want to give it up. Jets need to focus in on um, on improving this offensive line. That's for sure. Skilled positions that are out there. There's talk and speculation. Odell Beckham Jr. might come here. Now, I think Odell is good for five, six, seven million dollars a year. There's no way I would pay him ten to twelve. He's too old. He's injury prone. He's not going to play seventeen games. So there's that. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Roy in Brooklyn. Roy, welcome in. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Anita. My question is this. How is it that nobody in the NFL is going to go for Rodgers anymore? It's basically going to be the Jets for Green Bay, or you're going to have to keep him on the bench and pay him for two more years. What do you think about that? Here, here's, here's the thing, Roy. This is where we stand right now. But you, it, it, it sounds to me, and thank you for your phone call, it sounds to me that you watch a lot of NFL. What happens in the course of a season? Dudes get injured. There will be a team out there whose quarterback goes down and is going to be in need of just a quarterback to, to bridge that gap and get them over the hump to win a Super Bowl or at least try to contend for one. So right now, the market is... Mm, it's the Jets. But trust me, at some point in time in the season, a quarterback's going to go down, typically anywhere between 10 to 12 due in the course of a season. And the team is going to be really needy. Now, we just heard from Andrew Brandt, and he was talking about how the money is due in September. I don't know how that's going to work. I highly doubt Aaron Rodgers is going to show up 
He wants out of Green Bay. I think the Green Bay Packers, regardless of what happens, I think they roll with with Jordan Love. But again, I think this is I, I think this is this conversation is is not relevant because I do believe Aaron Rodgers will be here. I don't believe that this will come down to September. Let's go to Anthony in Long Island. Anthony, welcome. How's it going, Anita? Good morning. Uh, I'm an eternal optimist. I think the Jets and the Packers already have the deal done. Everything's in place. I think this all might just be a smokescreen so that they can sign them after June. I don't know if they're allowed to have a deal in place. You know, if, if they well, you know, it's, it's Anthony. It's interesting, it. Anthony. And don't hang up. Don't go anywhere. I want to have this conversation with you. Okay. Um, it's interesting you say that because last week I had. Um, I had Mike Tannenbaum on the show and I specifically asked him, I said, Mike, in, in me understanding how this cap space is, is going to work for the, for the Green Bay Packers and they can't trade him until June. Could, is it legal for the Jets and the Green Bay Packers to have a conversation and the Jets ask the Green Bay Packers, okay, who do you want at 13? We will call you and ask you who you want at 13. We will draft that player and then we will execute this trade on June 2nd. So Anthony, I, I hear you. Like, I think that, and, and, and that's, and, and Mike said, you know, that's a possibility. So you could be onto something. It's what I thought of as well. It's a big reason why I wanted to have Mike on the show last week. And so Actually, I, I, go ahead. I, I was listening to last week when you said that, I don't even think it's, it's a first round pick. I think they have maybe the second round pick. And they're just holding off on that. I don't think the Jets want to give up that first round. And I think they have their deal in place without the first round. That This whole thing is just a smokescreen. You know, here's another thing. And Anthony, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, this very well could work out. Let's say, let's say once the let's say nothing happens prior to the draft. And we're, we're, we're all watching on Thursday night, right? This very well could be like a three-way deal where the Jets give up both their twos, and maybe the Green Bay Packers offer a player to get it back into the first. You know, so Anthony, you could be on to something, okay? You very well could be on to something. Um, a lot, you know, there, there are a lot of options here in order for both teams to be happy. Okay? For sure. Let's go to Mitch in East Windsor. Mitch, welcome in. Good morning. How's it going, Anita? Great. Hey, first of all, uh, if the, if the Jeffy job was, uh, wasn't filled in, then uh, Aaron Rodgers would have some leverage. But he's not going to. He doesn't want to miss that money. That's a lot of money to pass pass over. Um, I'm liking this tournament. I'm hoping San Diego State and Miami get through. San Diego State, if they win, I think I think they're going to win it all. Maybe we'll get into the Pac-12 because uh, USC, USC and UCLA are running to the Big Ten after next year. So that, that will maybe upgrade their program. And it's with basketball, at least the little guys, the mid, mid, middle-level uh, programs have a chance to win. College football, you know, San Diego State is never going to win the whole thing. And Chargers, they got to keep Eckler. If I want them to see him sign, Bijan Robinson, make Eckler look like the next Debo. And thanks for taking my call. You got it. You got it, Mitch. Vin in New Jersey, hang tight. I see you. I know you want to talk about the Dell match play today. Uh, that tees off in about 15 minutes. So we get back. I will give you my Dell match play plays. What an exciting day this is going to be. Scotty Scheffler against his best friend, his BFF, Burns. 
They tip, they, they tee off in about 15 minutes and then Cam Young going up against Rory. I love match play. This is going to be so fun. So then I'll get your call when we get back and I'll give you my picks and my plays heading into uh, the final Sunday of the Dell Technologies match play when we get back. Uh, also, keep in mind, we've got Tobin Anderson, new head coach of Iona, joining us at the top of the hour as well to talk some NCAA basketball. So still a lot more coming your way. Anita Marks with you on this Sunday fun day here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. New head coach of Iona, Tillman Anderson is going to join us at the top of the hour. We'll talk some NCAA basketball. Moke Hamilton as well. Talk some NBA, getting you ready for Knicks as they're coming off their bye weekend. And the Nets play later on tonight. Uh, they did beat the Heat yesterday, 129-100. to David Sampson uh, joins us, former president of the Marlins, talking some Major League Baseball. Severino injured. What does that mean for the Yankees pitching rotation? We'll look big picture as opening day uh, starts on Thursday. That's going to be fun. So still a lot more coming your way. We'll continue to take your calls, 800-919-3776. But really quick, I want to help you try to win some money this segment. And uh, we've got the Dell Technologies match play that's taking place right now. The final four, Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns, Rory, and Cam Young. Cam Young, by the way, his dad uh, over there at Sleepy Hollow, so uh, somewhat of a local. Uh, I like him to win. So... It, at at 10.05, in just about 10 minutes, Scotty Scheffler is going up against his best friend, his best amigo, BFFs, Sam Burns. I like Sam Burns here at plus 165. Why? Um, even though Scotty from Dallas knows the Austin Country Club, knows this track extremely well, his caddy um, sprained his ankle yesterday. So not going to be 100%. Also, out of the four remaining, last in strokes gained putting. Burns, meanwhile, plus seven and some change in regard to strokes game putting in this tournament. He's putting exceptionally well. So I think Sam gets the best of Scotty, and you could get that at plus 165. Then at 1020, Rory is going up against Cam Young. Cam Young, he's got a new caddy. Uh, He's been playing exceptionally well. Um, 31 birdies, four eagles, only three bogeys. Uh, his, his, His new caddy is... Supposed to be like one of the best in regard to reading greens. Uh, he has he's first ranked first in strokes gained T to green, thirteen point five strokes gained in T to green in this tournament, and um, and and I think I like Cam Young to beat Rory at plus one twenty, and I've got Cam Young winning this whole damn thing at plus three sixty. Okay, that's how I'm playing it, and this all all tees off in about less than ten minutes. So get, get, get on it. Sam Burns, plus 165 to upset Scotty Scheffler. Cam Young, plus 120 to upset Rory. Because you're talking about a 13th and a 15th seed going up against a one and a three seed. And then Cam Young to win this whole damn thing at plus 360. Let's go to Vin in New Jersey. Vin, welcome in. How you doing? Good morning. Who do you like today? Hey, Anita. No, I'm, I'm happy you just said uh, go against Scotty. He ruined my day yesterday because I had Jason Day. So, so little revenge there. Who, so, who do you like today, Vin? Well, that's what I was calling. I was, uh, I was debating doing this boost that, that had the favorites winning at plus two hundred, but now, now I'm torn. Um, listen, these are my plays. <laughs> these are my plays. I'm just, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm looking at the metrics. Cam Young has been, uh, again, one of the best in this tournament. But 
you know, going up against Scotty Scheffler and Rory, two of the best in, in, on tour. So I'm going with the dogs today. And, and I, I, like, I like Burns at plus 165. I like those odds going up against his best friend. He's just putting extremely well. And I think Scotty's um, caddy having that injury, I think, is going to play a role today. So, um, so that's how I'm rolling, Ven. Awesome. Well, thanks. I'll, I'll tell you. Let's go. All right. You got it. You got it, Vin. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, not only am I obviously playing uh, some college hoops action, which I'll have those picks and plays for you coming up this next hour. Um, obviously, I just shared with you how I'm playing the match play today, but I'm 2-0 and this week, week six in the XFL. Had the Guardians plus nine and a half, plus 10 in some places against the Sea Dragons. That, of course, covered. Had the Battlehawks minus three last night. That covered. They won 29 to six. We've got two more games on tap. One this afternoon at three o'clock. The Brahmas going up against the Renegades. And then how about this? A Monday night game with the two best teams in the XFL with Houston going up against D.C. Stormy Bonantani is part of our ESPN broadcast team. She's at each and every game. She joins me each and every Friday night on our gambling show to preview um, each and every week. And so let's listen in. This is her t- and I talking about the two remaining games, the Brahmas going up against the Renegades, as well as Houston in D.C. The Brahmas and the Renegades, that line right now, Renegades favored by three. The over-under is 33. I'm on the under here and I tee it up for Stormy. Let's listen in. That total, is that not so jarring? It's like Army-Navy, right? (laughs) It's always a sweat to bet the under, but in that game, how often does it cash, right? So I certainly cannot flack you on the bet. What I'm kind of hoping for is a live betting opportunity. Like, I would really, really love if we could get a score on the board early and have that total tick up so you can buy back on the under. That might be my strategy, just so, like, on principle, I don't feel so silly. Betting an under 33 or an under 32 and a half and then having something obnoxious happening in, happening in this league where you get a pick six or a fumble return for a touchdown or a crazy special team <laughs> play out of nowhere that gets you over when it shouldn't but you're dead on because this should totally be just a rematch rock fight of what we saw last week maybe I'm a glutton for punishment here because I laid the points with the Brahmas last week and I lost I still like them here and getting three they grade out as a better team on PFF yes we have PFF grades by the way in the XFL let's go um but (laughs) Hindford said that they're a team that's hungry for payback Yes, technically they're on the road, but in name only, Arlington is literally the home game for every team in the league. It's the only time they don't have to travel or go anywhere. Um, So I think it's kind of a flip a coin type of a game. And in a coin flip game, taking the points, I'm not mad at. I hear you. And then last but not least, we've got the game of the week. At least I think it is. Big reason why I think it's on Monday night. And that is 7 o'clock Eastern time. And that is the Houston Roughnecks going up against the D.C. Defenders last week. Roughnecks were my number one. DC was my number two in regard to my power rankings. This week, DC now is number one. Why? They're 5-0. and I think arguably best team in this league. 35,000 fans hit their stadium each and every week. Good offensive line. Their running back is setting records. Uh, won't be surprised if he's playing in the NFL next year. They're undefeated at their field. And you go back to, of course, when this league started pre-COVID, 6-0. and Meanwhile, this Houston Roughnecks team, I don't know, did they take Seattle lightly? They lost 21-14 to 
And their next two games are going to be pretty tough. D.C. this week, St. Louis next week. We'll see really just how good this Houston team is. But with that being said, this is a uh, D.C. defenders team. They're laying two and a half at home. The over-under is 42. Is this the game that you're going to be at, Stormy? It is, and I am Mm -hmm. so dang excited about it on Monday night. It's going to be so fun, Um, and it is. It's the game of the week. It's the the teams that are 5-0 straight up and against the spread versus a team that's 4-1 straight up and against the spread. So um, it's going to be an awesome game, an awesome environment. The beer snake is going to be in full force in Section 136 and 137. It's going to be electric, and I can't wait. As for on the field, I have covered D.C., Anita, four of the five weeks to start this season. So I am extremely familiar with this squad and it breaks my heart because I cannot and do not bet games that I cover. And I know. boy, have they been cow and have they been fun and have I, have I wanted to in moments. They're so good. They are the best team in the league to me. They do something with the quarterback run game that nobody else in the league can do with Jordan Ta'amu and Derek King. And you mentioned um, their running back, Abram Smith, who was so dynamic last week, put up over 200 yards and three touchdowns. And he was their first pick in the draft this year. And somebody that that um, offensive coordinator Fred Tice kind of fought for to take in that pick, and they have been so grateful that they did. That's going to be a tough test for this Houston defense. So can Wade Phillips and Brian Stewart um, get something dialed up to slow down that defender's run game? As a team, they are the best in the league by a mile on the ground. They're 870 rushing yards, 404 more than the next best team. Could you make an argument for Houston on a bounce-back type of a game, extra time to prepare coming off the Thursday night appearance with Seattle? Absolutely. I do think they got a little bit of a reality check last week. But I also think offensively, not having John Trey Kirkland, he got hurt like the third play of the game against Seattle. He's their do-it-all wide receiver, the first and only player to execute the double pass for a touchdown. Um, He did that in the game against Orlando. He's extremely dynamic and kind of a Swiss Army knife player for them. And he was injured. So to what extent can Justin Smith and Travell Harris and company elevate their game to continue to have that what they call the Mike Leach offense. It's kind of like a combo air raid run and shoot. Um, But can they continue to have that extra element that they've had without him? I'm not sure. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I hope it's competitive. I hope it's down to the wire, but DC is the better team for me. Again, Stormy Bone and Tani joining us here on 98.7 ESP and getting us ready for XFL action later on today. Quick break. We come back. Coach Anderson will join us next here on 98.7 ESPN.